Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World from 2010. But first, I'm really excited for Jane to describe some of the New York City sites we were able to see together in person. That's right. We're hanging out IRL. We are triple penetrated with the COVID vaccine, as Jane says. Um, and we're not as afraid. Okay. All I want to do <laughs> is see a celebrity. And this is what I saw instead. Wait, we first eat- you should say what Walt, what okay, Walt did. Okay, Walter, my my soulmate, um, we were standing in line to eat. And he was like, Julianne Moore is inside. <laughs> I believed him. Issa believed him. The people in front of us believed him. <laughs> <sighs> it's probably on it Dumois. Was- it's he he tricked us it was it was like exactly the level of celeb that worked for the the bit and i was pretty mad but also impressed because i it's the only celebrity he he knows probably um (laughs) but like he could have picked one that we would have been like no absolutely not yeah and we fully we fully believed (laughs) i looked inside i was like i'm gonna go pee 10 times and find out but what we got instead was some sort of fashion movie shoot advertisement these very skinny angular people were just sort of walking 10 feet and then going back and then walking 10 feet um it was awesome and thrilling yes yeah and then a girl biked into a parked car oh that was the most exciting part for me the most exciting part was that the male model of the two teen no they're probably like 20 years old models Every time he walked forward for the shoot, he had to, like, glance to the side. And sometimes when he glanced to the side, he was kind of looking in our direction. He was looking at us. Um, yeah, that was the most exciting part for me. But you saw you fully saw this girl wipe out. Yeah, and she was fine for the record because obviously if she were injured, it wouldn't have been thrilling, but she wasn't injured, therefore it was thrilling. And it made the loudest noise, like the loudest noise. And then she was just, like, fully on the ground, like... Somehow her limbs were like twisted around the bike and just flat on the ground. Um, but then she put her hand up and she was like, "Sorry." And she also I saw, I, I saw she looked she looked very like Tribeca. Like she she, she could have been in the in, modeling yeah. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but instead she was running into a park. Um, so that's the kind of magic that occurs when Jane are Jane and I are in the same place. And then we walked we walked to the strand <laughs> randomly. But passed through NoHo, so I made Jane take a photo next to the NYU um, banner on the street. <laughs> it was great. Um, I am really excited for this movie because I've seen it a lot. Um, and it was chosen by our guest. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they have to say. Jane, would you like to introduce our guest? I would. Will Lepper is a writer and comedian. Hello, Will. Hi, Will. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. It's a movie. I do have I do have a question about uh, who biked into the car, right? Did she? You said it was a she, right? Yes. Okay. Did she bike away from the incident, or did she like walk away? Did you see her walk away, and like did she just have the bike? She sort of 
walked the bike maybe like half a block and then I saw okay. her get back on the bike, which is okay. a beautiful life message for all of us. <laughs> See, if that was me, there's no way I could have gotten back on that bike. Yeah, like, I would never. Everyone else that just saw me like wipe out like that, no way. She definitely like, oh. She stopped people like on like all three like across the street. Like everyone was looking. So yeah, I she's braver than we are. Well, maybe oh, she just wanted sure. to get away faster, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. um before before we continue to discuss her, <laughs> um, we like to ask all our guests who come on the pod, what type of teen were you? Uh probably <laughs> sickly. Just like just sick. <laughs> It's like a sick, like little teen, you know, I don't know the thing. So the thing about my like teen years is most people's teen years, they like go through high school. I did online school sophomore year through senior year. So like my teen years were mostly just like in a living room, chilling, like playing video games. Like that was pretty much it. It's very uninteresting. This is huge. This is huge for me and Jane. Okay. Were you guys homeschooled more? Would you like to explain why it's huge for us? No, no, this was not our. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is it the sickly aspect that you're excited about, Issa? Yes. (laughs) Okay. There, I, is this like, is this trauma to you? Do you mean sickly? Like you were truly ill? (sighs) Okay. (laughs) kind of the thing is i was like definitely a hypochondriac like i thought i had cancer probably like five times and every time it was just like oh no my head hurts and that was pretty much it like but then also like i don't mean to brag but i do have ibs so like that (laughs) became a thing in my teen years wow Uh, i almost did a real spit take (laughs) is that so just okay okay sorry sorry so the reason why we're excited is the sickly teen (laughs) is an important trope of many teen movies yeah however there's never been a movie that i've seen about a teen suffering from ibs <laughs> not yet that's why i became a writer I, oh, okay. yeah i'm gonna write that movie that's that's Perfect. my goal that's um, my wait, goal wait is the homeschooling related to that or no it is actually okay, thank you that, for asking that, that is why yeah. i think i'm excited because there's so many movies that try to capture that and it always comes off as just like really stupid honestly yeah, I don't think there's a way to capture it because nothing happens. Like, straight up, <laughs> nothing happens if you, like, are homeschooled. At least, like, literally for me, I did not leave the house for, like, at least two years. Like, sophomore year and junior year. And, I, and when I say I didn't leave the house, like, I maybe went out to play basketball or something. That's pretty much it. So. Here's another question. Did you, yeah. number one. Did you magically become hot in the secret of your home? Number two, <laughs> did you like like wistfully watch a hot person going by your house regularly that you knew? Not <gasps> not girl's face. Okay. What happened? What happened? No, I was wondering if I saw the hot memory in your eyes. Oh, no, no, no. I was trying to think of a hot person that went by because it was mostly just old people walking dogs and like not that old people can't be hot but like these old people weren't hot they just straight up weren't hot and then i don't i don't think i became hot really because like don't talk about yourself like that well no 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 i'm i'm talking about like 16 year old will like that now yeah fully hot you know i'm model status now but like before I don't know. I had this whole hair thing going on that I still kind of have, but imagine that, well, it's an audio medium, but like imagine just like a kid that like looks like he was homeschooled 
and then you got it. <laughs> like, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Just like my sister cut my hair too. That's another big part. Was she also homeschooled? No, she was not. She was normal. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you did you interact with teens? And if so, where? Like, where did you socialize? Yeah. So like, I still had friends from like, you know, middle school and freshman year and everything. But like, literally the only socializing I had was like playing basketball with a couple people in my neighborhood. And then like, I had a girlfriend at the time. Again, you know, subtle brag, but like... <laughs> I went over to her house. We dated for probably like a year and a half, right? I went over to her house maybe three times that <laughs> entire time. Every other time. And we like straight up didn't go on a date. Like every time it was just her coming over. And then I'd be like, hey, do you want to eat pizza and watch like sports? And then mm. she put up with that. For, I mean, to be fair, that yeah. is like a great teen pastime anyway. Oh, yeah. Just doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing nothing but in someone else's house instead of your house. Yeah, true. Um, That's so interesting. I honestly could continue to will pepper you with questions, but um, I'm going to stop. I I have one. I (laughs) Sorry, I just understood that. (laughs) I have one more question and you can answer with a simple yes or no. Did you ever feel compelled to vlog your experience? No. <laughs> Straight up, no. See, that's that's what we would expect. Well, do you want to talk about why you chose this movie? Yeah, I so I chose Scott Pilgrim versus the World because A, I watched it a lot as a teen, and B, I and I hate to say it, connected with it a lot mm. as a teen. Mm. Yeah, and it's def yeah, I know, that's the correct response for sure. <laughs> and it's definitely a movie to where if you see it at the right age, or I guess the wrong age, if you see it at the wrong age, you're like, oh, this is incredible. Like, this speaks to me. But then you watch it again, because I've watched it a lot, like, you know, since then. I lo- I watched it, you know, last night. But like, after probably like 18, when you watch it, you're like, okay, I shouldn't have ever connected with this. <laughs> like... This, this is with this guy, maybe in particular. Jane, how about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I want to say that I have seen this movie once before watching it for this podcast, and I didn't remember it very well. What about you? Oh, interesting. Okay, so I I feel like this movie was really big for my friend group, maybe, and weirdly not so much because of the music, which I feel is a huge like the whole like battle of the band stuff is big. Yeah. But the, like, video game, like, retro video game influence, I think a lot of, like, fellow, like, nerdy friends at high school really loved it. And it came out um, the year I um, graduated high school. So, I don't know, maybe not, maybe in this, like, transition period of being between, like, high school and adulthood, um, the, the kind of, like, crazy part is... I don't remember feeling weird about him being 22 and choosing to date a teen. Yeah. And that's like really upsetting. Like I haven't thought about it in a, in years and that's like wild. Yeah. The other thing I do want to say real quick about like my experience with the movie, the first time I watched it, uh my older friends showed it to me, so mm. automatically it all like it automatically had that elite Absolutely. status, you know. It was royalty to me. So um, Yeah. It's actually an interesting point because most of the characters in this movie aren't teens. And in yeah. fact, it's maybe not a teen movie. Uh, I was I was gonna but say it fits. yeah. I think it fits because 
I I'd imagine that people that really connect with this movie are teens. Yeah. And yeah. we were teens when it came out. So that that counts. And I I specifically remember, you know, I don't know what magazine it was. It may have even been something like Teen Vogue. But there was some profile that was like the girl or the women of Scott Pilgrim and it was like this double page spread of the three women, Ramona, um Knives and um Oh my god, the, the band Envy. Oh, Envy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, it must have been the four. It must have been the four women because I think Kim was also in there. Okay. So it was the four of them. Envy and Kim were in there, and it was like little character profiles of them, but just like amazing glamour shots. So it was this weird, <laughs> like, sort of feminism, but also they're just like cool indie girls, <laughs> like. Um, and I like vividly remember like keeping that copy just to like have that double page spread (laughs) as a dean so yeah um i also think this was one of the movies that like people would like say quotes from and it was maybe the beginning of like quippy movies you know or it probably came like within the quippy movie era like when did juno come out Oh, good point. I think a little before this. Yeah. Can I disclose something publicly yeah. on this podcast? Never seen Juno. <gasps> That's that is pretty weird. interesting. That's a weird take. It's so it's so good. Dare I say? Spoiler That's... for future episode, but it's incred. <laughs> yeah, everything I've ever heard is like, "Hey, this is a great movie. You'd love it." And I'm like, "Yep, I'm sure." And then I just never. I... That's me with most pieces of media. It's like, "Yeah, I'm sure that's great." And then I just never. I'm too busy watching Scott Pilgrim over again, and I'm like, why did I? Wow. <laughs> why did well, I? Well, Garner is a star. What's Sorry. um? What's your relationship with Michael Sarah? Will? Uh, I don't know him personally, but <laughs> I did. This is probably the first thing I saw him in, honestly, because I watched Arrested Development afterwards, and I hadn't seen Juno. Um, what? Oh, Superbad. Oh so yeah. Was, yeah, with Superbad. It's a movie to where I remember watching it. I remember watching it uh, probably like a couple years after it came out on Comedy Central. So it's a movie that like I kind of watched, but not really. So like, I don't know. With Michael Sarah, it's just this pretty much. I think I didn't really think about him very much in Superbad. And then I watched Juno and this and I was like, this is a person this i this you is know, a person i must like the same person each time have you uh, listened to his music no what only a little yeah yeah he has music and it is okay yeah jane you made a face yeah is it twee it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't funny that's the delivery was i don't know it's just like <laughs> it's the thing about his music is like it's just Michael Sarah. Like it sounds yeah. like Michael Sarah making music. It's the same thing with Jason Schwartzman also in this movie. He also yeah. makes music, and it's just like, yep, that's Jason Schwartzman and it's making. Him. Yeah. yeah. Some people just are who they are. Like he he's an actor, but he's never gonna be someone who's saving his daughter from a heist. Like he's he he. Well, I would Sarah. I would like to see that though. I would but like. It, to see I mean, that. like he, he would, would do it. it would yeah. Be, it would be Michael Sarah. It would be yeah, Michael yeah, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, some deets, some deets about the movie. Um, it was co-written, produced, and directed by Edgar Wright, which is the same guy that did, like, Baby Driver recently, but also Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which, like, mm. my friend group in high school also loved. So, like, I was sort of primed to like it with the, like, you know, sort of stylistic 
whipping around of the camera is like what I would say. Um, but it was also like based on this very, uh, I don't know, sort of cult following uh, comic book series um, written by this guy, Brian Lee O'Malley, who wanted to do a an American in an American version Japanese manga, I guess, um, or just like some hybrid between like American and Japanese comics. Um, and it became like a really huge comic. Apparently, this <laughs> producers have said that this film is the biggest movie ever identifiably set in Toronto, which is interesting. I can't dispute that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, yeah. I guess not. I will say that, like, at the time of watching that, like in 2010, I like had never just like thought of Toronto as a place that real young people live in. So, yeah. I still. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, so I don't know if it's actually out there. As far as I'm concerned, it might just be like a town that's fictionalized in this movie. So is Drake um, also real in this scenario? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That was pre me getting yeah. really into Drake, I guess. Or knowing that he was from Toronto. I think I, I, I was not a Degrassi teen, so like I didn't know. Um anyway, aside from this like magazine that I was like obsessed with, it was this sort of box office failure sort of but like cult classic type movie um mostly because of nerds like us um and it I is don't real, identify as a nerd it is real okay it has real musical artists in it um specifically beck and metric um yeah i guess the only other thing i didn't really know about was that they really like trained the cast to fight like they didn't use a ton of like stunt actors in a lot of the fight scenes like Michael Sarah said he got kicked in the throat during the training, oh, yeah. which is really funny. Did he, he also say said, it didn't hurt that much? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I was really confused because it didn't really, It I thought it was really going to hurt, which is like such a Michael Sarah. He yeah. just has that huge Moment. Adam's apple that like it went doing, 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 it just like bounced <laughs> off it. Here's a question. Do you guys think you could beat Michael Sarah in a fight? Yes. Yes. No hesitation. I love it. I love it. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I think we'd hit it off, unfortunately. I think we just, yeah. yeah. I don't I would, know. I would you, feel bad about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't you think he... You would go into brawl and then you would walk away, like, walk away friends. Yeah, probably. It'd be a thing to where we'd both be too hesitant to hit each other and then we'd be like, oh, maybe this is a connection. <laughs> like, mm. so. Should we, should we jump right in? Yeah, let's, let's do this. Scott okay. Pilgrim is 22, not a teen, and dating Knives a 17-year-old, he's recovering from a breakup with Envy, the lead singer of a popular band. When he meets Ramona, a girl he had seen in a dream, he quickly becomes infatuated but keeps hanging out with knives. On his first date with Ramona, he learns she moved to Canada because of her ex, Gideon. He invites her to the Battle of the Bands, where his band Sex Bob-Om Bob is competing to get the <laughs> attention of a label executive. At the show, both Knives and Ramona show up, but luckily they don't realize they're both dating Scott. Matthew crashes into the building, revealing himself to be Ramona's boyfriend from seventh grade, and duels Scott. Scott defeats him, and Ramona explains that if Scott wants to date her, he has to battle her seven exes. So, like I said, watch this movie first when I was like, you know, like 13 or whatever. Watching it again as an adult, like if you watch it for the first time as an adult, I think you immediately hate it because the first two <laughs> things you learn about Scott is he's dating a high schooler and then he also like fetishizes her pretty much. Like yeah. the whole first conversations are just like, hey, she's 17, she's Chinese, that's it. 
like those that's the first two things you learn about Scott like and yeah no yeah it's really it's it's kind of a time capsule yeah <laughs> into like what our minds were like at the time that we were like ha ha <laughs> yeah i was wondering what was the vibe well i guess will you might not have an answer to this but what was the vibe when you were in high school around you know your friend who was like dating that 20 year old was there any Stuff. I don't think I oh, ever had dating older. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I ever really did. Like the biggest age gaps in high school were like two years. It wasn't ever like, you know, what's that? Five. Yeah. Age but, gap. Yeah. <laughs> still an age gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. Um, I don't know. Jane, how about you? Did you know anyone who was dating someone older? Yeah, it was never <gasps> surprising. Surprise, surprise. It was not my friends. We were all pretty boring. But there was there was plenty of people that dated um older guys and they always seemed like such losers and I never knew them personally I don't know if that's true they could be very nice people but I had such a I, I remember my sophomore year of college was it even older I hope not I had a friend who was dating a high schooler and it was such like a weird like being like oh he's that guy yeah that I was like he is a gross loser and yeah I kind of think he was it also it also makes less sense if they weren't like you know they were like dating when they were both in high school and then right just, no just like well, not yeah. the situation here <laughs> yeah see that's what I'm saying like everybody that I knew was in high school was dating high schoolers yeah. <laughs> like no one was ever like graduated and then like hey I'm dating a sophomore like I didn't so know when I was in high school I knew this girl who didn't go to my high school but I knew her because of um horse girl activities she was also a horse girl as I identify as and she was like BFFs with this like other like scary like super popular horse girl anyway whatever but the girl that I'm talking about started dating someone who was older and I think it had this like strange I was sort of on the outside observing this it had a strange like power balance effect on the two like best friends and they had a big falling out probably not directly because of the guy but you know sort of in the throes of like drama and um they were like not best friends again for like years um and her parents were really like freaked out about it and everyone was like, what should we do? What should we do? And nothing happened except they, like, dated for a while and then they broke up. Like, <laughs> right. you know, it was like, whatever. But, um, and then she was, like, a club promoter for a while. Interesting. <laughs> That's just an story. That's just an aside, yeah. What, a, what um, an end. Yeah. <laughs> But um yeah, that's sort of, that's the, the, the setting in which I remember this is that it sort of, like, took down a friendship almost. <laughs> or I saw it as that, even though that may not be what they say. It's crazy that you mentioned the horse girl thing, because in my notes, I have um, if anyone because the story in the movie is <laughs> Scott has to fight all of Ramona's evil exes. And I said, mm. if anyone had to fight all my exes, they'd be fucked because I dated a horse girl in sixth mm-hmm. grade. So. I thought you were going to say because you dated a horse. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. I could have just left it there. Yeah. That's why this... I'm confident I could kick Michael Sarah's ass. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were a horse girl before, but not, or you know, now that Did I know. Did you guys date? Who? Oh, me and Will. Will and oh, Lisa. maybe. Did you go right. to Raymond Park I'll Middle think School? About it. Uh, um, All right. I was gonna say I liked the. I think I liked the first half of this movie way more than the second half, and it's maybe what I remember most. 
just like all the little like one-liners and getting introduced to all the side characters who are all like incredible yeah um like karen culkin is so good in it yeah um it's star-studded the yeah the thing i forget about is how hot this movie is like there's a (laughs) lot of hot people in this movie and it doesn't seem like there should be like that's so true and i think i was like i was definitely a virgin when i saw this the first time and i remember like um not really understanding that like all of the girls are so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> in like very different boy archetype way, like indie boy archetype ways. I don't know what I'm Did saying. Did this change just... your opinion on Brie Larson? Like, wait. <laughs> wait. So, are you saying you, you don't? Would, like I knew you would Larson? bring this up. Isa famously doesn't think Brie Larson is pretty. You're, okay. No, you're you know what? I'm gonna tell you the truth. I remember watching this movie, but I don't remember knowing that it was Brie Larson as Envy. Does that make mm. sense? Okay. Yeah. You well, like, yeah. I, I don't think I did. I don't think I realized until like, like I, a yeah. couple years ago. Yeah. I didn't connect her to like any other big Brie Larson roles, which is like crazy because like I love that scene. I think that she's this is her sexiest role that I've seen her in. Like I think she's. Su- I mean, is she in high school? Are we allowed to say that? Whatever. Like, she's no, super. No, no. I don't think she's so. like super, just confident and attractive, and I like her voice. But yeah, yeah, she has the voice to where she just like clearly doesn't care, but also cares. She's just like, ugh, <laughs> like very star-studded. The There's also Johnny Simmons, huh? Yeah. Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Anna Plaza. Kendrick. So yeah, many it's people. Of, it's Chris kind of Evans wild. is just hidden in there, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, like every side character is like an incredible. I think that's like something that really, really makes the movie work. Is like, at no point in this was I was anyone like kind of a throwaway character right. to me. Um, this is also like a big time in my life of like being like maybe I could listen to rock bands and become cool, and it's really disturbing because that's sort of the arc that Knives goes through a little. Too. Yeah. I don't like it. Anyway. <laughs> I actually to be honest, I really like this the beginning of this movie and all of the movie, but I, I feel like I should be more turned off by him dating a minor, but I'm really not. I'm not sure why. Oh yeah, I'm really turned off by it now, but I still really like the the start of this movie. But it's confusing because it's it's something that I feel like on paper I wouldn't like, but I sort of can accept it and move on because maybe in my mind I'm like, well, this actually does happen. You know, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still don't, don't like cancel it. Me. I still don't I think like it. it. Is, it is obvious now watching it as an adult that everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah, but I think everyone when I was around a teen, him. When I was a teen watching it, I was like, oh, whatever. And that's that's like a little, Ugh, but. I'll mention yeah. something at the end as well that might add to this. Okay, should we problem. should we move on? Sure. Scott finally breaks up with knives. He takes Ramona to a castle where they are shooting a movie starring Lucas Lee, who happens to be one of Ramona's exes. They duel, and Scott wins by tricking Lucas into doing a skate trick down a snowy stair railing. <laughs> Scott's roommate Wallace at, uh, says, "If Scott wants to win Ramona, he needs to break out the L word." Scott runs into Ramona at a cafe, and she apologizes her about her exes, but then Envy shows up. She later asks Sex Babam to open for her band. At the show, Knives comes with young Neil, one of Scott's friends, as an act of revenge. During Envy's set, Ramona reveals she dated Envy's boyfriend and bassist, Todd. 
He uses vegan telekinetic powers to fight Scott, but Scott tricks him into drinking coffee with half and half, so the vegan police take away his vegan powers. There's so much in that. Oh my god. It's impossible. The thing, so, something I didn't realize until literally this time watching the movie, that I should have realized a long time ago, Scott just straight up kills these men. Like, <laughs> he literally just murders them in front of Ramona. Die. And it's just like, yeah, all right. Like, I guess I have to do this. I have to kill these people. <laughs> like, It's pretty pretty violent. I guess that's true. Yeah. They could have done like a loopy, like they've fainted and there's like Tweety Birds around their head, but they like explode. They turn into coins. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no other interpretation. Once we that's got- true. <laughs> uh, I, I agree that there's a lot in this. And this was a hard, this was definitely a pretty hard um, summary to write because there's just- the movie is not super long, but it's so frenetic and like there's not even transitional scenes like you never see anyone like walking into a restaurant. They just appear there like when Anna Kendrick yeah. and him, Anna Kendrick's yeah. his sister, and he like goes to talk to her and then she's outside the window like there's no transitional moments. So there's just constant, constant action, which is why I think it's so entertaining to to watch. Yeah, I think I love um, it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love that aspect of it and the the like sound editing and like the really funny zoom ins and like the way it's cut up really work like the movie just like leans into it um, and it, it, it works for I think it works for like young people because like we're so uh, stupid and we're, we're <laughs> yeah if they would have taken time to like shown them walking somewhere I would have just turned <laughs> off the movie yeah like straight up. I wouldn't well, have been they, able to They, like, it. also <laughs> want us to think it's, like, sort of a video game, which, like, then makes sense for the end. So it's in this weird, like, it's real but it's not type of timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they did it well. Um, what do we think about Ramona? Like She's boring and there's nothing to her. Can Sorry. You remember, yeah. Can you remember what you thought about her the first time you watched this? Oh, I definitely was like one of those, like, I was one of the problem kids. I was like, oh, <laughs> Ramona, <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's my, Th- this is, okay, this is real. This sounds like a bit, but it's, but it's real. I was definitely like in love with Ramona Flowers. Uh, but then my girlfriend at the time, uh, she asked me like, hey, should I dye my hair? And I was <gasps> like, no, <laughs> like, I was like, you should keep your natural hair. So I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but like something, something held me back. Interesting. Fun, yeah, fun fact. That is my girlfriend now. And uh like we dated then. We didn't date for a long time, but now we're dating again. Yeah. So that's incredible. That's I know. Wait, your first so wait, was this your first girlfriend? For, uh, the first real one. Like <gasps> we yeah, we dated freshman year, uh, for like a couple months. We'd as always been teens. friends. As teens. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Wow. And we knew each other since like fourth grade. <sighs> so She's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, hey, now we're talking about me. And she's going to be super happy. I so feel like that's what Scott should have done re-Kim. Um, yeah. Like, anyway. The other, the other thing is with Kim, like, we never really learn, like, what yeah. went wrong with them. Yeah. And I wish that they would have expanded just because either it would make us like Scott maybe a little more or make us hate him completely. Like... Mm. maybe she's not like him so, like she's him. so funny like she's, she's such so a yeah. scene stealer I, I have a theory about Ramona sorry do you want to go oh I was just gonna say like I remember just being in a phase where sarcasm was just the funniest thing yeah. mm-hmm. be. it was dark 
What's your dark theory? period of time? So my theory about Ramona and it and the pink hair of it all reminded me of it is that the reason why she's so likable is like you don't know anything about her. Yeah. And that's that's why it kind of sucks. Like it's it sucks that she's just this sort of pretty girl with pink hair who skates, which is cool, but she has no hobbies that we does she, what does she do? She's does she play music? She carries a really big hammer in her purse. That's yeah. something. That's, that's pretty much funny. it. Yeah. But so you didn't want your girlfriend to dye her hair, and I think that's because then she would you would know her, you know? She would Yeah, be maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> there's a really deep there's a deep meaning behind that. Yeah. Um Thank you. I was Thank you for I, the psychoanalysis of this. That's what I'm I gonna be vulnerable and say like I think that a big reason I like this movie is that what they do with knives and how knives immediately feels insecure confronted with this like indie white girl aspect of like Ramona and like all the people that Scott has dated like really, really sort of like resonated with me at that age. And I think I was like, um, I don't know, just like in, in experiencing some like discomfort and like insecurity um, when I met pretty white women. <laughs> Um, and she, and Ramona's whole thing is that she's, like, very effortlessly cool, and so, like, knives, like, spirals, and I think at that age, I was like, holy shit, like, they got this part right. Um, so maybe that's why I forgive how icky it is that she's dating Scott. I don't know, because, like, I remember that being really important to me watching this movie in 2010, and the age gap not being that important. To be knives is better developed uh, than Ramona. Like we learn much oh, more yeah. about her. Yeah, she is cooler. She she has way more going on, even though she's in high school. Yeah, sadly that I don't think that actor made it big, and Ramona got to be in um Ten Cloverfield Lane, and she also was in. I um, immediately recognized her in. <laughs> she was in <gasps> the spectacular the spectacular now as Miles Teller's older sister. Oh, I forgot that. Um, okay, the bread makes you fat line iconic that's iconic that's something i i like knew about even though i didn't know this movie well i said it's a it was a meme before there were memes like people would just like quote movies (laughs) that whole scene is just like because it's like four little scenes and they just like hit you with them back to back and it's like hey your hair is getting shaggy and then he like has the hat and then when he writes the song like ramona when he writes the song for her yes if I was Ramona there, that would have been like, uh, first of all, all of it would have been like red flags, but that would have been the final red flag. And I definitely would have gotten out of there at that point. Like if you write a song, first of all, a song, like it's one word just repeated for 40 seconds. Yes. Like, I'm out of there for sure. I like there's this part of the movie. I almost like remember the most. I remember the Ramona song scene. I remember the bread scene. There's a scene in this that's like very short, but it's my brother's favorite. And he and my cousins would like full on like belly laugh and we would replay the DVD like I before there were memes or like gifs on Twitter. We would just like rewatch it together and just like point at it, point at the screen and like say it <laughs> with the characters so that you're signifying that you know it. Like how mm-hmm. we, how weird. Anyway, oh, it's the scene where um, Kieran Culkin answers the door and Knives is like, "Is Scott here?" And he jumps out the window. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's pretty good. And my cousins and my brother were just like dot like peeing themselves laughing it's like a really fond memory for me and i think like you know has it makes me feel good feelings when watching this that's nice like because like 
that was the same with my friends like that still to this day that is my favorite scene in the movie i think it's yeah. the funniest bit in the movie like <laughs> and i remember being like 13 and we did the same thing we were like okay let's watch that again let's watch <laughs> like, it again. we're like hey run it back run it back let's see that again i can't remember like like do we ever do that <laughs> like i don't think i ever do that anymore. i just anyway. did that recently with the show happy endings <gasps> there's a part where adam pally's character for no reason it's fully a throwaway line he goes donkey kick and he does a donkey kick and then he continues on his way and walter and i were like wait a second so we just watch it again. Um, I wanted to share that I don't think Chris Evan is hot. <sighs> no, I don't think he's supposed to look hot. Oh, you mean in general? Always, never. Okay. He's never hot, and 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 this is this exemplifies why I don't think he's hot. Okay, That's Will, you had like a visceral reaction. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think. Okay, so I get it that he's like kind of boring hot, but he's still hot. Like you can be conventionally attractive and still be like. To me, hot. he looks like a doofus. Um, another reason That's cool, why, though. Ha- like his <laughs> character in not another teen movie. Whenever I look at him, that's yeah. all I see is oh, okay. a guy whose like eyes are so they're so tense because he's so stupid and he used to think so what? hard that he has to push his eyebrows together, and that's all <laughs> I see when I look at him. I mean, that's I haven't seen that movie, but that's kind of the character that he plays like in this too. Exactly, he's cool and he's hot, but like just like a stupid guy. Yeah, I I love him in this movie. I think he's so funny in it, and it it's sort of like it actually makes me happy to watch because I I'm like, wow, he didn't know he was just gonna be Captain America forever. Yeah, (laughs) because like like, I I now can't separate him from how he acts in Captain America. I will weigh in and say that I think he is. I agree. I think I, I'll come down on Will's side. Like, I agree. He's not, like, my, my favorite, but, like, I still think he's hot. And I think it's also because I like the, like, first two Captain America movies. So, mm-hmm. like, and I like to imagine him kissing Sebastian Stan. Um, I was, I was going <laughs> to ask, are you, oh. I know it's completely, like, kind of off topic, but it's Chris Evans. Are you, are you guys Marvel people? You are. I like. You I think watch I was, all of it. I didn't watch the recent one, um, Eternals. I think I watched up until like all the, all the Avengers, and then I like started to get. You know, I think I liked them before they um before there was so much CGI in them because now I just get bored. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's my thing. Like, I I haven't seen. I've seen like five probably i've seen a couple avengers captain america like that's pretty much it post it just fell off my wall <laughs> basically like they're fun movies to watch and that's like pretty much it i'm not like scorsese about it i'm not like oh this is this is disgusting sickly like it's just you know they're fine yeah i think I'm i feel grosser about it. them now but i i like the standalone ones i don't like the avengers ones and then i like brie larson's one <laughs> really I have the same it's exact like feelings as Will, which is like they I'm not offended by super people movie, but I'm just they're not my thing. And I definitely prefer the ones that are silly and that people who aren't super hero people can like. So like Thor Ragnarok, I think. Yeah. Is super funny and just like I don't need to care about the characters. I can just go and like have a romp. Um that's Black what Black Panther into. was kinda like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus Michael B. Jordan. Anyway, um, now that we've now that we've litigated that, um, should we talk about should we talk about Brie Larson's scene? Is that here? 
Yeah, envy. Yeah, yeah, it's here. <laughs> Sorry. I think yes. it's here. Okay. I used to watch a scene in, like, dance around my friend's room in, like, freshman year of college. That's Obviously, cute. my favorite scene is, like, the musical scene, but um, but the vegan guy is also funny. Yeah, the whole, the vegan police thing was, like, the other, like, funniest thing as, yeah. like, a kid. I didn't even know what, like, veganism was, but, like, <laughs> Honestly, I, was, like, I think, yeah, same. Yeah. But, this like, that scene, you know, it's, like, Before the mainstream hatred of vegans and whatever, the, the mainstream, like, aura around veganism. Yeah, it was, like, sort of just beginning to poke at, poke fun at yeah. them, which is really interesting. Again, time capsule movie. Do you think... I do think- Oh, do you ahead. think like Toronto was like ahead of the vegan curve? Like, do you think that's what it was? Like, veganism originated in Toronto. <laughs> I know something. I mean, something I thought about when you were saying like everyone's hot. I was like, isn't it fun that all the characters are Canadian except for Ramona? Yeah, <laughs> that's like a big. By thing. chance, it's crazy. Yeah. They're in Toronto and they're all Canadian. Who would have thought? Say, you know, big cities probably were. They had their their thumb on the green pulse of veganism. No, um, <laughs> I'll give you it. I guess. Yeah, uh, I threw up last night. Sorry. Okay. I, Congrats. That's big. That's when big. he says like, oh, when he says, I, uh, she says you're incorrigible, and he says I don't know the meaning of the word. I remember people in like high school just like saying that back and forth to each other again a meme before there were memes and then the other thing i associate with that line is that i was trying to quote it to um nate and in college he had said like oh i've never seen scott pilgrim so then we put it on and decided to watch it and then his friend came in and was like do you want to smoke some weed and then he got like a little too high and then by the time it got to the scene he like didn't know what was happening also the movie has like so many cuts and like jerky you know like he was just very confused and then like the next day i was like you're incorrigible i don't know the meaning of the word and he was like what the fuck are you talking about and then he asked so it you didn't to marry work. him <laughs> well i have a question that's also off topic how did yeah. you and your girlfriend reunite romantically oh, yeah yeah okay well so we've always been friends like Outside of, like, so, like, obviously we dated, we broke up freshman year, and then we had, like, you know, the high school post-breakup to where we're like, oh, mm. they stink, stinky, <laughs> like, that whole thing. <laughs> but then, like, it was never, like, bad or anything. It was just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to my ex. But then, like, a year later, you're like, okay, they're fine. Nothing ever, <gasps> like, you know. So then we became basically, like, best friends uh, a couple years ago, um, and we would just, like, hang out pretty much, like, four or five times a week and then it got to the point where we were like okay like we're hanging out this much i'm not hanging out this much with anyone else there's probably something here so i had to work up the courage uh to tell her i had a crush on her um yeah this is what happened right i talked to my coworker at work um and i was like hey help me do this like tell me what to say like give me the whole thing blah 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 because i was like i don't know if she has a crush on me but i have a crush on her and basically uh, we hung out that night. I took her home. And then as we're in her driveway, I'm like, hey, can we talk? And then she's immediately like, she like, you know, recoils and she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And I say this, I know it sounds like a bit again, but I swear to God, this is real. I say, uh, wait, okay. I say we like, it's something along the lines of like, you're my best friend and you mean a lot to me, right? 
and that's all I got out. And then she was like, okay. And then she left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then she left. So then I had to send a text, uh, like an hour later. And then I was just like, Hey, I have a crush on you. Blah, blah, blah. It's a lot easier to do it in text, especially Mm -hmm. for me. Cause I'm riddled with anxiety just like permanently, but like, I would prefer not to. Did she leave because she thought you were done or did she leave? Cause she was like, I don't want to hear this. I think it was both. (laughs) I think it was both. (laughs) He was like, well, he's probably not going to get through it. <laughs> she was like, maybe if I leave, he can turn to the to texting and, and this will go a lot more. Smoothly. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of like a mercy killing for me. Like it was it was really <laughs> nice that she did that for me. So and then I, we dated ever since. I Woo! can't believe this is such a wild ride from our first sickly teen on the pod verifying what we think about movies trying to portray homeschooling vloggers. And then... um teen and then again getting back into a relationship what a wild ride yeah it's That's uh all I can say. i've lived one hell of a life clearly <laughs> you know. um i was gonna say uh did she have to fight all your exes in between did she have to fight mine or did i have to fight hers did she have to fight yours no she hasn't yet but like <laughs> They're probably waiting. <laughs> They're probably waiting in the wings. Um, my question for both of you was actually like, have you, is there an ex that you <laughs> try to like conveniently forget? Like when people are like talking about your exes, is there one that you just kind of like leave off the like mental list? Oh, Jane's nodding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Were, you like, a teen? Were you a teen when oh, you dated or no? No, I mean, no. I, it was... Yeah, I mean, the reason why I want to forget it is it was a very upsetting experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't think I really have one, but I've also dated, like, six people, like, and I'm, like, friends with most of them, like, or just, you know, kind of ambivalent. There's no, like, hatred. I've never had, like, an awful experience, so I don't know. Oh, I was thinking more in terms of you're just, like, embarrassed that you used to, like, that used to be your aesthetic choice of course. Oh, then, the horse, <laughs> then it's definitely the horse girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Sure. She's like, okay, here's R. the R. thing. B. Yeah, we date, and this, I don't consider it dating, but like we dated <laughs> for like two days in sixth grade. Um, and then <laughs> the, she like moved schools, right? But I followed her on oh, Instagram. Shit. Yeah, and then turns out I didn't know she was a horse girl until way after because I followed her on Instagram. Horse girl, like super country, probably racist, like Confederate flag, the whole deal. So like, oh, different type, yeah. Yeah, I I dodged a bullet for sure, and probably like a legitimate bullet because she definitely <laughs> like owns guns. So, uh, should we move on? Yes. At an after party, Roxy, Ramona's ex-girlfriend, appears. This time, Ramona fights for Scott, who doesn't want to hit a girl. He wins by prodding Roxy in the back of her knee, her weak spot. (laughs) Scott is upset, basically calls Ramona a slut, and asks for a list of her exes. Next up are the Katayanagi twins, who are conveniently performing in the Battle of the Bands. At the concert, Sex Babam battles the twins, creating monsters with their music that bite in the air. When they win, Scott earns an extra life. Gideon is also there, revealed to be the big label guy they are trying to impress. Scott tells Ramona that he's in lesbians with her, but then she says they have to break up because she can't stay away from Gideon. When Gideon offers to sign Sex Bob Am, Scott refuses, so the band replaces him with young Neil. This was actually the scene that Brie Larson is in and looks really hot. (laughs) 
oh okay sorry about that i mean i i also think it's it's um something interesting about that is that apparently they um they eventually made the clothing and like style and like even just like the way she dances um basically copy the the front singer front man front woman singer of metric who like originally recorded that song but then on the album people were so into brie larson's version of it that they put the version with brie larson singing it on like spotify and stuff so you can yeah Yeah. i like metric that's a better version like the brie larson version is better like okay i thought you were gonna say the metric version is better no 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 no. i'm not like Um, a weird purist like no 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 (laughs) Uh, the music is good. It's just not. It's not what I like listen to now. But at, in 2010 and like at that age, I was like, "Damn, I would be so cool if I knew more music like this." Yeah. See, that is kind of like what I was like listening to then, because like I got into indie music like probably like fifth grade or sixth grade, and then I just like never looked back. Ooh, we, like, got, we got a badass here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't mean to brag, but. You know. <laughs> I was kind of arcade fire. I knew them when I was in like <laughs> sixth grade, you know. So uh, something that I want to point out uh, that, again, I didn't realize that this is what was happening until recently. Uh, Mae Whitman's character, Roxy, comes so hard that she dies, right? Yes. I did not understand oh, yeah. that that's what happened yeah. at the time, for sure. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What? that's yeah. Literally, because like the moans and everything and then like after she dies there's like a weird like spectral moan like from the grave it's definitely yeah so i also remember (laughs) you remember when like people used to giggle about like what um like sex tips that cosmo would give out and stuff like that i remember there was just like some time period around this early 2010s that like Everywhere was just talking about erogenous zones that are, like, not your genitals. So everyone was like, the back of the ear, the back of the knee, the armpits. And it was just, like, everywhere. And I was like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Please stop. And that's what I think this movie was, like, leaning into. Yeah. Mm. It feels like it's making fun of it, but also, like, it feels too earnest to, like, to really be making fun of it. I don't know. Yeah. I do think that they would have if this movie came out now, they wouldn't have had her be bisexual or not. They would have had her be bisexual. They wouldn't have had her be bi-curious or whatever. She's like, yeah. it's just the phase that felt very 10 years ago. Um, I do really like, I'm bi-furious. Yes, I, yeah, really I was about to. I like that. And I actually do like Hasbian. I think that's really Hasbian funny. Hasbian is really funny too, yeah. <laughs> May win it. Wait, whoa. Wait, whoa. I'm losing it. <laughs> Mae Whitman rocks. She's yeah. so cool. Yeah, she does. Um, I liked. I mean, I I think it's a funny and like fine solution to the problem of him having to fight a girl. Yeah, it also like I do like how like throughout the movie up until that point, like Ramona keeps like saying exes instead of ex boyfriends because yes, like, yes. it clearly leans into it and like you know it it foreshadows it decently well, but like. Uh, the one thing I will say about this part of the movie is the battle with the twins. That scene just doesn't do it for me. Okay. Like, yeah. As yeah. with the Marvel movies, I just like tune out when there's too much CGI. We don't yeah. learn anything about the we twins. We don't learn anything about like, them. They, yeah, they don't talk. Why slash how did she date twins? Like, this is a very big question that needs to be answered. So 
I haven't read all of the books. I read the first one, um, but I they're think they're definitely they're, all in there. Yeah, yeah. I think they're like expanded more in the books, the twins, and then like I feel like in the movie, it's just that part of the movie to where they were like, okay, we got to get through it. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get to the end now. Um, to yeah. Gideon, which this is my question. We've talked about all the hot people. This is very <laughs> conflicting for me. Is Jason Schwartzman <laughs> hot? Do you guys consider him in hot? this specifically or in general? I guess in general, but I I am leaning more towards this specifically. <laughs> no, Jane. I'm like not into the hair. Okay, but I think I, if not for that, I could be into him. <laughs> yeah, I understand, but like something does it for me. <laughs> something does it for me. I don't know what it is, but like you're I, pro Gideon. No, I'm I'm pro like kissing Gideon, not like. <laughs> Not like him as a guy, but like he is, he is incorrigible, like straight it's up. It's just so hard. Like, I just like associate him with like, um, Moonrise, like Wes Anderson type yeah. stuff that well, yeah. I can't imagine having sex with him. <laughs> okay. Listen, like I said, I just you said know? kissing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe like first base or second base. I don't know if I'd go any further. I mean, can people even kiss in a Wes Anderson movie? Um, I have no proof of and it. And is it quirky? Oh, it has to be. It has to be. It has to just that's be like weird I mean. and a peck. Like, that's just like not, yeah, it can't be, it can't intersect with hotness to me. But I also respect you. And I respect mm-hmm. how beautiful his hair looks. Yeah, something else about Jason Schwartzman in this movie is like, it feels like, because he has a mole, like on his yes. cheek. That's just, you know, that's God given. It feels like perfect <laughs> for this character. Yes, it's like yes. a little, just like a little shit with like a little mole. <laughs> like, it's a beauty mark. I don't yeah, like yeah. moles. I don't <laughs> either, but like they're. Jeez, it's a thing to where they used to like not not a bit. They used to really freak me out. My mom had a couple like on her neck, and like they scared me because I don't. Jane. I don't mean to brag. I don't have any more. But like, oh, like zero. Jane, I just went to a dermatologist yesterday to ask about shit on my face. But that's no, no. You know that I like your whatever whatever weird Latin word those things on your face are called. I've liked them since the day I met you. What I don't okay. like, and I'm I'm speaking as someone with a history. Of skin conditions, so I feel like okay, I'm in okay. a place of privilege. Can you here. list them? Can you list them? My skin conditions, <laughs> yeah, 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 just act, just terrible, terrible okay. acne that destroys my I, life. I have eczema, and I was hoping to like connect. Mm. But, I've you know, I've had eczema, yes, okay. um, but it doesn't plague me anymore. What I will say is, what I don't love is a big mole that has lots of hair on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm but- sorry. I'm sorry. I don't like it. No, How many great. times does that like prop up in your life? Once like- at a pride parade. I will never forget okay. this moment. I will never okay, forget now you're this also- moment. <laughs> I forget. Actually, you know what's funny is I forget what pride it was at. It might have been like <laughs> London or New York. But um, yeah, there was a guy rocking a tank top as you do. And he just had the hairiest mole on his back. Oh, and you kicked him out of pride for that. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. 
I do I do like Gideon in this movie just because he does Jason Schwartzman just does such a good job. I, I realized that like as I was saying, like everyone's such a good actor in like the small roles in this movie, it did I think like influence my brain chemistry so that I thought I had to be like quirky and annoying to be like a main character or even like a good side character. So like I, I think I was like really annoying for like months after watching this. Um and Gideon <laughs> is like Gideon is like peak like I don't know. I don't know. I I don't understand. I guess I don't really understand how he and Ramona are together. I don't find his character attractive. Like I don't get why he has his little. I I don't get why she has the <laughs> the mind control thing. Like what does he do to her? No answers. I, well, yeah. I think for him, because like I said, if he's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But I think the most <laughs> thing is the main thing is he's just like cool and powerful yeah and i think that's all it is it's probably just like you know a manipulative thing yeah i was attracted to attracted to tony soprano for a while so like (laughs) i get it i think are you saying that past tense (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think i'm over it and it hasn't went away yet for me so i hope to reach that point (laughs) yeah yeah so you should understand cool and powerful well also gideon is cool and powerful and mean and then i think that like the chip at the back of her neck is just again like playing with this like it's real it's not it's video game world no I, and like I, that i understood that it wasn't real well well i was gonna say <laughs> no i was gonna say i wonder if like in the um because the other thing i didn't really understand a lot was like the dream sequences where she talks to him because they happen one of them happens before they even meet and yeah then one of them happens and i i i've seen like drawings of like scenes of this from the from the comics so like i i think like a lot of our questions are just like supposed to be nods to like the real heads you know yeah i wish that like i was the guy that had read the graphic novels and everything so then i could like have answers for this but then you would (laughs) yeah if anyone listening to this like has read it they're probably just like oh why is he like why is this the person (laughs) so mad yeah there, you're gonna get some like emails and some like letters. Yeah, they can suck email it. Email us. Great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight in an email. I was gonna say, um, which hair color of Ramona's would you get? Wow, silence. Pink. <sighs> Fucking silence. No, I know. I was gonna say pink. green. Probably. I like I the might, green. Yeah. I might get the green or the blue. Oh really? Jane definitely. For me, definitely the pink blue. like just looked best on her. Yeah, but it well, wouldn't look the best yeah. on that's, oh, that's fair. That's important. Yeah. There this was is, a, this girl, is a green hair body. There was a girl <laughs> my freshman year who I forgot until this very moment. That's crazy. Who she had red hair and then she and she was sort of like flirting with one of my friends and then she dyed her hair blue and he was like, Yeah, I'm I'm not into it anymore. <gasps> wow. Wow. Oh, wow. I remember like knowing this guy in high school who was like, I'm really into redheads. They're so hot. And I was like at an age where I was like, I don't think I'm into any like specific color of hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. not on my radar. I've still like, I've never had that either. Like, I will say, I will say, so in high school, current girlfriend dated the first time. She did say, and she says she didn't, but she did say it. If you cut your hair... <laughs> I might have to break up with you. I think she said it as a joke, but as a freshman, like in high school, I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> like, I yeah. can't. I can't. So. And you did it. Will's girlfriend, why it. would you say that? I know. <laughs> I know. Come on, okay, Annie. Should we, should we go to the end? Yeah. 
Damn, he said her name. Okay. Gideon invites <laughs> Scott <laughs> to the Chaos Theater where the sex bombs are playing. Scott goes and announces he wants to fight Gideon for Ramona because he loves her. With the power of Love Sword, Scott defeats all of Gideon's henchmen. Gideon is about to take down Scott when Knives jumps in to battle Ramona. As Scott reveals he was dating Ramona and Knives at the same time, Gideon stabs him. In Scott's death dream, Ramona reveals that Gideon implanted her with a mind control device. Scott uses his extra life and says he wants to fight Gideon for himself, earning the power of self-respect. He apologizes to his friends, Ramona and Knives. Together, they are able to defeat Gideon. Ramona heads off, but with Knives' encouragement, Scott goes after her. I've decided that if I'm ever going to show this movie to someone for the first time, I'm going to end it right when Scott gets stabbed. Because that's like... (laughs) I think that's the better ending. <laughs> like, I don't. Mm. I don't think he deserves like a good ending. Like, I. It's still like unclear whether it's a good ending because I know they like get together, but they definitely break up like in a month, probably. Totally. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, Scott's apology to Kim is also in this part of the movie. Which yeah. I know we talked about it before. We don't know what he does, but all he says to her to apologize, and I wrote it down, is I'm sorry about everything. I'm sorry about me. That's it. Very <laughs> and lame. Kim's yeah, and Kim's just Kim's a great character. I love Kim, but Kim's just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess I have to accept it. Maybe it's just because that's probably the best she knows she can get from him, like in terms of an apology, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, I was gonna say I don't know I think like a lot of this movie is supposed to be like a fun way to show like how you can like lash out when you're feeling insecure about someone's hot exes but like I wish they had sort of just stuck with that and about how like like Ramona doesn't communicate either about like all these people that she dated and she she has some reference to like how she didn't really like the person she was before and that all kind of gets spilled in the end when she goes back to Gideon for a little bit and like I kind of wish it were more about like oh maybe we should just like try to talk through our issues more yeah (laughs) of course I just wish everyone went to therapy um but like (laughs) yeah I I didn't really feel the like okay Scott is becoming a better person and like learning from this I was like you you didn't even like really talk about all the issues you guys have yeah, I felt the same way. I have a question in my notes. What is the message here? Like, I don't, I'm not sure I fully understand what this movie is trying to say. And I think Scott seems pretty unlikable from the start. And he he doesn't, like, earn my uh, liking. I don't like him by the end. But Ramona doesn't either. Like, I don't, I guess I don't, I don't care about them individually. And I really don't care about their romance. But at the same time, I still enjoy the movie. So it's this weird lopsided thing where like the in some ways the plot doesn't matter to me as much as just the noise all around which i do like yeah yeah it's a thing to where for me like i mean basically the same thing the main characters suck like when you (laughs) watch it for the first time like if you're that age you're like these main characters are everything to me they like they're my life but then you watch it you know later on Everyone else is so much better. Like, mm-hmm. Knives is infinitely better. Kim is infinitely better. I'd even give, like, Young Neil. Like, Young <laughs> yeah, Neil has like more appeal Neil. than Scott. Yeah. The thing about I'm Young th- Neil, though, that I didn't realize until re-watching, he does the same thing as Scott. He's younger. It says he's 20, but he dates Knives, too, which... Oh, 
I thought he was supposed to be like a teen. No, he's 20. In his little yeah. like Chiron that they give him, it says young Neil, uh, 20 years old. So They really give the stamp of approval for dating children in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there's some weird, ugh, there's sort of like a weird, okay, if you ignore the like <laughs> age gap, like power imbalance, it's supposed to be that like Scott is dating knives because he doesn't have self-respect and then he earns self-respect so he like dates someone his own age but it's like uh... the original ending he was going to end up with knives that was the I know, fun fact I, I was going to share which is That's so like strange that. so bad it i feel like the very so clear bad. answer is that he doesn't end up with either of them that that improves the movie just in itself i yeah. sort of think ramona should go back to the us and like face because, like, it's it's said that she's kind of running away from all her problems, and she should, like, go back and, like, face her problems. And, like, she also just kind of is, like, whatever. It's also funny that she works for Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I always forgot about. Because I remember the bit, like, what's Amazon.ca's website. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. I just never remember that, oh, yeah, because Ramona works for Amazon. Like, that seems that so early so... for Amazon too, like that 2010. Is, that is so early. I'm telling you, Toronto, Toronto was ahead of the curve. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> vegans, Amazon, they had it all back then. That's um, crazy. Have you ever given your sibling, your older sibling, advice? <laughs> this is my other question. A very specific question for Jane. I don't even know if Will has an older sibling. I have, I have five older siblings. <gasps> wow. My dad, yeah, I'm the last kid. My dad is. He's 69. I'm sorry. He's, nice. he's yeah, yeah. He's 69 <laughs> years old. Uh, I am the youngest. It's a thing to where he had a bunch of kids with a bunch of people in like the 70s, and then really I have like one sister that's like with my mom, you know, huh. and my dad. But You're she's, an interesting person. I know. I'm. I'm telling you, dude. None of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. I'm just like this weird like amalgamation of everything, and then it just it's yet to really add up. But it's getting there. It's getting there. But yeah, my sister is five years older than me, so no, I was never in that position. We never Isa, given her advice. What was your question? No. <laughs> Sorry. I've, I've never given advice. I'm distracted, yeah. wondering if Will's dad is hot. Um, no. I, Jane, I was going to ask no. you if you have ever given your older sibling advice, because that's what happens with Anna Kendrick. She's sort of this oh. like funny teen that like um, has all her shit together. Um, so my sister is six years older than me as well. So I I was not really in that position. But I do feel like there has been a handful of times probably where my sister has been drunk where I have comforted her. But uh, yeah, not not to the extent that Anna Kendrick did. I know I never felt like an Anna Kendrick. I, my brother is <laughs> three years older and I I like wanted to be like her role that she occupies which is she's the younger sister she's like the type a younger sister but um but one time my brother randomly was like all my friends are having kids and then he and then i was like oh are you like you know sad because you're like not sure if you want i thought he was like talking about the emotions and then he was like no i'm just like curious about because like babies are so expensive like (laughs) why do people have them and i was like what it's a practical concern that's the close that's the closest we got there's also another iconic line I'm oh, in lesbians with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They used to be on, like, shirts and stuff. Oh, yeah. It probably still is on <laughs> yeah, shirts. Is... I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't own one. Like, 
<laughs> crazy. So this is this is a question I had. Um, I should have asked it way earlier. Uh, but That's did you crazy. guys at like so the schools you guys went to? Did you guys have bands there? Like 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 a Sex Bob Om type of band? Like was that a thing at your high school? Sort of. I'm gonna dive in and answer because there was one band that not only were they like the school band, they were in my grade. Um, the lead singer actually like tried to go on The Voice. Um, and Holy they, shit! He didn't. He didn't get on. And <laughs> they they performed at like street fairs and at all the talent shows. But I feel as if the only song they knew was um, "Are You Gonna Be My Girl" by Jet. <laughs> interesting what a specific what a specific choice <laughs> good song crowd pleaser yeah it Real. feels like it could be in this movie too were you I, I was gonna say were you in a band were there bands around you no so not really there's one that i remember of like they were the older kids uh when i was probably like in seventh or eighth grade they were like you know juniors sophomores uh their name and i'm gonna plug them real quick Ooh, was wow. two thumbs up Good luck finding them on anything, but like it's they broke up like immediately after they started. But they did get on the like local radio stations in Indianapolis. Whoa! And I thought that that was the coolest, like the coolest shit in the world. They that went is, on, that is super cool. Yeah, they performed. I think a cover of Umbrella. I think <gasps> it was really weird. It's really weird. But <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, I know. But in my head, like, cause you know, I was like a music kid, but I couldn't really play any instruments. But I was like, oh, that must be so cool to like be in a band. And you know, they broke up. And they're all probably like mortgage company people now or something, <laughs> construction workers. I don't know. So that's the I only. I thought you meant they had mortgages. Wow. <laughs> well, they might. I don't know. I don't know the housing market right now. So. <laughs> There were a lot of like there were more rappers uh, than like bands. Oh, definitely. in Indianapolis. Yeah, I didn't say they were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just more more people that I went to like middle school and high school with. They went down the like rap SoundCloud route as mm. opposed to the band. Camp. I just can't imagine having so many lyrics in me at that age. You oh, know what I mean? No, so much writing lyrics. Anyway, um, I. <laughs> I really like that Knives says, I'll be fine. I'm too cool for you anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask, what do you think kind of future does Knives have in this movie universe? Not in the original ending universe. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we just don't know much about her. It just ends. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> I don't know. She bursts really, into a pile of coins. Literally. All we know about her is like, Apparently, she's really good at fighting and Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> like, and she loves oh, Clash yeah. of Demon Head, like. You know, maybe she joins, like, a dance troupe. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I could very... see her picking up an instrument and, like, becoming very proficient at it in a fast amount of, a uh, short amount of time. Yeah. She, she could uh, make her own band, probably. She can do anything, Issa. I'm yeah. surprised you even asked. <laughs> yeah, All come right. on. I'm not trying to limit this, Don't this young Chinese knives. woman. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, should we should we answer the three questions? Yeah. Okay, so we've come to the end. We're going to answer three questions. Um, and uh, Will can go first. Uh, the first is, is this movie good or bad? I would say the movie is good. Despite all of like, it's got a lot of problems and, you know, story flaws and character flaws. But I think as a movie, it's like kind of, 
I don't want to say objectively good, but like it's kind of objectively good. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like it's it's got a lot going for it in terms of like I've I've never seen another movie like that. <laughs> I guess so. I've never seen another movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Jane. I think it's I think it's really well made and it's really unique and super funny and super entertaining. Yeah, I think the only thing I don't like about it is that the fighting scenes tend to go on long. Once you once you get into like the fourth one, you're like, okay, now they're going to fight again. Like, yeah, they could just like they did so much like fast forward in the start. They could have done that with some of the fighting. But again, maybe that's just because we haven't read the comics. So we like didn't appreciate like the flying dragons in the sky. You know what I mean? Did you guys know there's a um, video game, too? I didn't know that. I didn't know if yeah. it was any good. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, I played it when uh, when I was in love with this movie. So. Oh, I could imagine. I could imagine that being fun and quirky. Yeah, it's 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 all right. <laughs> um. Okay. The second question is: Do you like this movie? Yeah, like the <laughs> older the older I get, it becomes more of a weight on me. <laughs> like the fact that I like it. Because every time I rewatch it, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the time that it's finally not going to hit for me. Mm. But like, yeah, I still like it. It's definitely been the evolution of not liking the characters anymore. But like, I still like it. So I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than the one time I saw it probably 12 years Mm. ago or whatever, because I just was so stupid and dumb back then. And I'm like a little less stupid and dumb now. So like Chris Evans. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> it's a callback. You said Chris Evans looks stupid. Earlier. Oh shoot! I didn't hear what you said. It's okay. It would have right. stuck if I just heard it. No, it's fine. It's okay. fine. Um, I was gonna say I I think I like it, and I'm not gonna watch it anymore because I think it'll like dilute how much I like it. Sort of what you said. Well, I think like I I felt some good feelings remembering stuff in yeah. association with this movie. And I want to just like lock them in a box and preserve them <laughs> and not let the light of day like tarnish them. So I yeah, think that's probably the... I don't I don't know if I feel that way about that many other movies, which is kind of interesting. Um, maybe what I'm trying to say is this movie is cringe, but I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, the third question is what type of teen is this movie for? Uh, I don't think teens should see this movie. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, I don't know. It's a thing to where it's, it definitely was. I know we said at the beginning, like, it's not really a teen movie, but it also is a teen movie. But, like, I don't, like, if I, if I ever have a child, which let's hope not at this point, but, like, they're if so I ever expensive. Have a, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but if I ever have a child, I'm not letting them, like, even utter the word Scott Pilgrim until they're <laughs> at least 18. Like, if I ever see them, like, oh taking a God. vested interest in it, I'm like, nope, I'm taking away the TV. <laughs> like, You know what this reminds me of? Jane, you were talking to me the other day about, like, how in high school, English teachers will try to make you excited about books by saying that there are banned books. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was a big so that's thing. So what, that's what Will's going to do to Scott Pilgrim <laughs> in his household. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it will be, like, a catcher a in the rye movie. equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I think this movie is for musicy teens who who want to identify as being someone who like knows a lot about music and knows music that other people don't. Kind of similar yeah. to what's that other 
um, Nick and Nora's. Like, there is some crossover there. I never saw that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I agree. What movies I have agree. you seen? I agree with you, uh, This... <laughs> Uh, I saw the Longest Yard remake. You guys ever see that? With Adam um, I just what? watched uh, the Muppets movie with uh, Jason Segel. <laughs> just watched that for the first time. That's pretty good. Well, I like Jason Segel though. Um, yeah. I was gonna say uh, I would be worried. I would. I would let a child or a child. I would let my teen. <laughs> watch this but i would be worried about the age gap thing but like i also like grew out of not understanding it so maybe that's fine and also zoomers are like really woke so your child yeah. will not be a zoomer just to just to warn you <laughs> you can try really hard that's but true. it's never gonna happen <laughs> will what are you watching these days that's not this um not a lot, clearly. Like, yeah. Uh, not a lot of movies besides, of course, the Muppets movie. I've been watching a lot of How To with John Wilson now that that's back on. Ooh. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I like Succession, you know, because everybody Ugh. does. Yes. Yeah. I'm behind on it, though. So, like, no spoilies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... I think that's it. YouTube videos. That's been a thing recently. I don't Ooh, know. Talk about talk about your YouTube. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's a lot of like video game video essays. And I'll just like sit down mm. for like 30 minutes and watch one. And then I'll be like, why did I do that? Wild. Like, yeah. It's not fun, but. No, I'm. I, it's just wild that they're long. I like yeah. I also have watched video game content on YouTube, but yeah um, my attention span is just shorter jane how about you i've watched so much since we last uh talked i'll just mention i caught up and watched all of the sex lives of college girls which is a mindy oh. kaling is it for teens or no totally it's totally for teens and okay. young adults new adult whatever i i think it's really new adult <laughs> that's a that's a new category new adult <gasps> i'm not even making it up okay new adult just dropped <laughs> <laughs> It's super fun. It's really funny. I think it it totally has the like quota filling social justice issue situation mm. that we complain about, but because it's well written and well acted, like they they get away with it. And I don't know. It's just it's just really like nice to watch. And then I watched the first two episodes of Pen Fifteen, the new episodes, and I yeah. think that's a perfect show. I think that show is perfect. Yeah. Um. I cry, like everything they do makes me cry, even when it's not like an emotional high point. Because I feel like they capture they capture they capture the sort of loneliness that you feel in middle school, even when you're just like sitting in class. Like they just capture something that's so accurate. Um, so I think it's the perfect show. I also watched some Selling Sunset for the first time. I can't watch reality shows. I get bored. I read the Wikipedia. That's just who I am. I'm watching the Night Mass. That's all I have. Uh, no, I'm watching Succession too. But I, I haven't been watching a lot of TV. But I, I got to sort of like the more informative episode of Midnight Mass. If people have watched that, that you understand a little more Wait, what's going on. Wait, hold on. Is Midnight Mass where the 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 priest? The priest. I watched the first five <laughs> minutes of that and I was like, you know what? Nope. Oh, I actually had the same reaction. And then like two weeks later, it was like, I miss that guy from Friday Night Lights. So I think oh, that's what that's kept me him. Back. Yeah. Okay. I was like, why do I know him? Um, that's why. And then the the like sort of bitchy like 
woman that like helps the priest she is um <laughs> famous for being for acting as the person who um kills mcdreamy in grace anatomy <laughs> that's literally the role that everyone knows her as anyway um i had multiple people like describe her as that to me they were like this person is in midnight mass um anyway um well thank you very much for discussing this movie with us and also sharing so much of your life <laughs> yeah this is i basically just doxed myself that's basically what this was so i am still curious like you <laughs> anyway no i'll let you go what do you want to plug uh, uh i don't know follow follow my twitter uh at fuck Mary will that's that's pretty much it i don't have like things <laughs> so you have a twitch correct I do have a Twitch, but I don't use it super a lot. I use okay. it like usually for like a couple weeks at a time and then just neglect it for four months. So mm. it's a super like cool way to use uh, yeah. a social media platform. Keep, keep them keep them looking for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are. They're all looking for more. <laughs> Jane, would you like to see our next movie? It's Hunger Games, which feels Hell really yeah. timely because I feel... Because Jennifer Lawrence what? is reintroducing herself to the world of acting. Oh, what, what's she doing? What I thought you meant. She she's in a movie called Don't Look Up with Ariana Grande. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Is this like is this like Wait. coming out soon? Or yeah, is this she like... was just she's been doing the the like interview round. She was just on who who was it? Colbert, pregnant, okay. looking great. Oh, Colbert's with, um... pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. With DiCaprio. Yes, and Ariana Grande. <laughs> I'm, I can't believe I didn't know she was in. And Timothy Chalamet and Chris Evans. What? They got them okay. all. <laughs> they got them all. Okay. Um, well, cool. We definitely planned that, and that's how we did it. <laughs> that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want to tell us if you would prefer your SO in high school was a werewolf or a vampire. At patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers.